The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Look, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away, one to his farm and another to his business, while the rest seized his slaves, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his slaves, The wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Therefore go into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding robe. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot, and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out, living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. In our bookcases at home, amid favorite novels and beloved knickknacks, four books stand as the heart of our home library. A Bible, a dictionary, a thesaurus, and Emily Post's etiquette. Inside the etiquette, the etiquette, please mind your manners. We will find meticulously cataloged the correct use of names and titles, official forms of address, dress codes, invitation wording, dining etiquette, and event planning. However, in the most recent edition, the 18th, which includes contributions from Mrs. Post's great-great-grandchildren, it also tackles some of the 21st century's most burning questions, such as, do I have to respond to every text? Is it okay, when is it okay to unfriend someone on Facebook? If I'm, in the middle of a, if I'm in the middle seat of an airplane row, do I get to have both armrests? The universe is truly on tenterhooks waiting for the answer to these vital issues. We, and our mamas before us, and their mamas before them, revel in these social intricacies. We want to be polite. We enjoy being hospitable. We are honored to pay our respects. We are ennobled by doing the right thing. 
And when someone falls short, we are duly scandalized. Now, sometimes our scandalization can devolve into clutching our proverbial pearls, and we forget to be gracious and kind. But good manners are important, I believe, for the root of any discipline of decorum is our call to love our neighbor as ourself. And if that rule is at the heart of all our endeavors, then all shall be well. Now, what does all this have to do with today's gospel reading, you might be asking? A good question. Maybe I'm avoiding it. But in today's gospel from Matthew, we hear the parable of the wedding feast. In this parable, a king gives a wedding feast for his son. And you can imagine a royal wedding, all of the invitations and the seating charts and the guest lists and so on, a sumptuous and meticulous affair to be sure. But then the guests don't come. And what does the king do? Does he slump down in his throne and sulk? Instead, he instructs his servants, the wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go, therefore, into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. And they went out into the streets, and they gathered all who they have found, both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But once the party is full, then the oddest and most awkward thing happens. The king notices that one of his guests is not wearing a proper wedding robe. Perhaps the robe was seersucker and the wedding was after Labor Day. Instead of being understanding, his servants did gather all they could find, the good and the bad. The king binds his guest's hand and casts him out into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Disciples like you and me have been scratching their heads at this parable for generations. We like to think of God as a kind God, a gracious God, a forgiving God, and thanks be to God, God is often those things. But here, God takes one of his guests and rejects him utterly for the trivial sin of improper attire. That seems to me a little petty. And I'm afraid that biblical scholars cannot explain this one away. The robe is not a metaphor for something, and the guest was not actually thrown out or so on. It is what it is. The king dismissed someone for wearing the wrong thing. So how are we to digest this story? How do we best understand it and apply it to our lives? here and now. First, we must read this parable in context. The reason why we like to think of God as a kind God and a gracious God and a forgiving God is not because we are in in denial of the true nature of God, because God is a kind God, God is a gracious God, God is a forgiving God. Those are great ways to describe God. 
Remember also the words of the prophet Isaiah we read this morning. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wine strains clear. He will destroy the shroud it has cast over all peoples. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces. That's... It's a great sound in God. And all of us, crazy, mixed up, rejected, forlorn, messy, wounded, crazy people, will not be forsaken by that God. For the feast is for all people. And our tears will be wiped away, our disgraces will be taken away, and death will be swallowed up forever. We are not off the hook. We are not meant to just wallow in God's graciousness and revel in his generosity in a vacuum. Instead, as we abide in God's abundant love, we are called to respond. And as our journey with God continues, that response grows and evolves. And what that something is, Well, that's between you and God. I can think of one way in this season of stewardship. One way we respond to God's call is to give. To give of our time, to give of our many diverse and excellent talents, and to give of our treasures. Now, it would be a little heavy-handed of me to suggest that if you do not give, you will be thrown out like that guest wearing the wrong robe. That's not, let me repeat myself, that is not how God operates. But I will ask you in this season to prayerfully and profoundly consider how you give. What are your dreams for this place? After a time of pandemic and interim, how could we become a better, more dynamic, more impactful All Saints? How should we respond to the needs of a hurting world? Ask yourself these questions and then ask them again. Allow yourself to dream a little. Give yourself space for the Holy Spirit to move and inspire you, and then respond. As the great Christian writer and monastic Thomas Merton once wrote, My Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me, and I cannot know for certain where it will end. Nor do I really know myself, and the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does please you, and I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. All of us are invited to God's gracious, sumptuous, and generous feast. 
So the question is, how will you respond? Amen.